important this is Adiket and I host the evening show on 94.3 Radio 1 and me along with Fabian sir getting you politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is Mr Fabian All right, welcome to a brand new episode of Politics for Dummies. This entire week we're celebrating love, love and love. What more better than love and politics merging together? I think I think if politics starts involving love, there would be much more good than harm uh, where otherwise love does get a bad rap. Uh Fabian, what do you think if if we start involving love into politics will it be for better or will it be for the worse well it can be either and also don't forget that politics includes war uh-huh. and when you speak of love i can not help thinking of helen of troy ah. the face that launched a thousand ships and of course you know the story she was yeah. the wife of uh, menelaus king of Uh, Sparta mm-hmm. and uh, she fell in love with Paris and uh, they went to Troy and we had the Trojan war very true very true very true who expected a horse filled with so many men would come and attack you know that was a weird time uh, but uh, because we're talking politics because we're talking love i thought why not go ahead and uh, get a little um, you know get a little bit of idea on the power couples that politics has produced over the long years uh like for example bill and hillary clinton uh the clinton family is a very powerful political family with great lineages uh, one being a president one being uh, uh you know a candidate for president uh, and and things just went very strong with both of them uh could you tell us about their power in general how they became literally one of the biggest power couples in uh, politics well clinton was what shall i say he's a prince charming oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he has charmed not only hillary yeah yeah monica lewinsky how can i forget her okay sorry well, <laughs> anyway that let us leave it apart but uh-huh. they formed as you correctly put it a very powerful couple true and she was as you know the secretary of state and uh, later 
a candidate for the presidency. True. And, uh, uh, you know, her husband supported her to the hilt for her candidacy and all that, but it didn't work out. But between the two of them, they held a lot of power. Most of it was used for good purposes, but not all of it. (laughs) And since you mentioned Monica, Uh I should add that uh, when he was in trouble over that matter, Monica Gates, let us call it, he ordered the bombing of Iraq. Oh, yeah. Just to divert attention. True. That is what some politicians do. They start a war or, you know, send the Marines when they find themselves in some trouble. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the biggest power couples out there. Uh, Another big uh, power couple that I see in general uh, is Rajiv Gandhi and Sonia Gandhi too in India. Uh, Rajiv Gandhi being the Prime Minister and then later on Sonia Gandhi following in the legacy of our late Rajiv Gandhi. Uh, They too uh, became a very strong political duo. Uh, What was their story? If I had to like just put it out briefly. You know, when I was ambassador in Italy, I had uh, gone to the north of Italy and uh, I had addressed a meeting with the Chamber of Commerce Mm -hmm. in the little town where, uh, you know, Sonia is from. (laughs) And uh, I also had a word with a pediatrician who was old enough to have taken care of some of them. Whoa! Damn, baby! Okay. Now, of course, as you know, they met in London. And, uh, you know, for a while, uh, Indira Gandhi was not uh, very sure about it. So she made them tell them, you know, look, uh, you separate yourself for X days and then tell me you still want to marry. (laughs) And... uh, Natur Singh, you know, our former minister, who was uh, Deputy High Commissioner in London, had sort of uh, some contribution to make these arrangements. Now, what is interesting is that, uh, yeah, Rajiv Gandhi was not interested in politics. As you know, he was a pilot. (laughs) Quite happy to be a pilot. (laughs) You see? Well, then... You know what happened. The assassination of his mother, yeah. which incidentally happened when I was in uh, in Canada and uh, the Canadian Prime Minister called me up at 3.30 in the morning because he came to know of it through the BBC. Yeah. Anyway, then Rajiv Gandhi made a good Prime Minister. He had a modernizing approach. True. Um, I had brought... Uh, the Finnish president uh, to India when Rajiv Gandhi was uh, prime minister. Initially, she sort of uh, declined to take over the the presidency of the Congress. Then she accepted. And then she led uh, the party to great victory. And then he was uh, pressurized. You know, there were people parading, I mean, demonstrating in front of her residence 
we want you to be the prime minister. Well, there I think uh, she played what I call an opera, an Italian opera. That is, she demonstrated that the people wanted her, but she added, yes, people want me, but I don't want it. And then very, she nominated. Very, very then, good. Then, of course, she was the chair of the, what is it, there was an informal commission, policy commission, and uh, she exercised considerable power. And now, she, of course, she is uh, still the president of the National Congress. So, indeed, a powerful couple who did not seek power. Power was thrust upon them. As Shakespeare said, you know, some yeah. are born great, others, you know, greatness is thrust upon them. Which is true, which is very true. This happened with Rajiv and Sonia Gandhi. Uh, Cleopatra and Julius Caesar. We're taking a little big, uh, a bigger step back in time. These two as a power couple ruled the, the biggest empire ever that could ever be, right? And then the beauty of Cleopatra and the fierceness of Julius Caesar. Let's talk a little bit about that as well. Sure. But Cleopatra reminds me of Blaise Pascal, the 17th century French philosopher mm -hmm. who wrote, Cleopatra's nose had it been shorter by a few inches, the whole history of the of the earth would have been different. The face <laughs> of the earth would have been different. <laughs> Very true. Cleopatra, well, is of Macedonian origin. You know, the Ptolemies, they ruled over a part of the of Alexander the Great's empire. That included yeah. Egypt. Now, when her father died, she and her uh, brother uh, were supposed to inherit the crown of Egypt. Then there was uh, a little bit of a civil war. And at some point, she decided that it was in her interest to invoke Julius Caesar, who was there because uh, he was having another civil war, Julius Caesar in Pompeii. Yeah. You know, his yeah. rival. Yeah. And, um, well, Pompey's head was uh, sent <laughs> to Julius Caesar because he was murdered by the Egyptians. Of course, he was running away from Julius mm -hmm. Caesar's army. And then uh, they had a big love affair. They spent the winter in uh, Alexandria. And though she was um, technically married to her brother... I mean, Cleopatra. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. son was called Caesarion. Mm. Caesarion. And uh, then later she came to Rome. And uh, I have seen that part of Rome where the apartment where she lived stood wow. once upon a time. Wow. Then, then it doesn't end there. Yeah, yeah, of course. She, she went back to Egypt and then Mark Antony mm. fell in love with her. Now, again, a civil war between Mark Antony and Octavian. And young Octavian, he won. And Mark Antony, who was married to Octavian's sister, Octavia, yeah. she divorced her and married uh, Cleopatra. And they had a wonderful time. But uh, when Mark Antony was defeated, he killed himself, and when she heard the story, 
there are two versions. One is that uh, she killed herself, that is uh, Cleopatra. Yeah. The other is, I mean, uh, with poisoning. The other is that uh, she used a wasp. Okay. You know, a wasp to kill herself. But anyway, whatever it is, you know, I mean, Mark Antony, as you know, Shakespeare has called him the triple pillar of the universe. <laughs> very true. Very true. Uh, coming back to India again, uh, Fabian, another power couple that you mentioned that I think really not a lot of people know about and probably this would be the learning for this episode. Uh, <laughs> Nehru and Edvina. Uh, <laughs> Nehru and Edvina. Right? Uh, that's that's a couple a lot of people don't really know about. Uh, nobody really knows the wife of Pandit Nehru. So if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, but uh, I want to say that, you know, I mean, uh, um, you know, the romantic love can uh, also include platonic love. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what is platonic love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had it with too many girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Now, their love was probably a platonic love. Yeah. And there was a, a certain spiritual intimacy. And uh, I have read... Uh, this guy was uh, the ADC to Mountbatten, mm -hmm. and uh, he had gone to, you know, they were in Shimla, Nehru also. You know, this was a time uh, the uh, the partition talks were on, you know. Okay. okay. And uh, this ADC, young ADC, had gone to uh, deliver a letter of invitation to Nehru. And, uh, well, uh, he found that uh, uh, Nehru and Edina were in deep conversation. Okay. Anyway, now the thing is this, they had a certain spiritual affinity towards each other. Mm -hmm. Edwina loved India. And, you know, during the partition days and all that, she carried out uh, tremendous work for helping the poor people. You know what I mean? Yeah. People who had returned from, who had fled Pakistan. Yeah. Or yeah. people in India who were in trouble. Yeah. And they used to write long letters to each other, you know. And uh, Nehru, uh, when he went to England, he used to go and spend time with her in Mountbatten. Mountbatten knew about it. Of and, course. you know, he, he did not want to come in the way, you know. And uh, between the two of them, they did... Uh, uh, sort of, you know, willpower. But I don't believe the story that it is Edwina who sort of uh, seduced Nehru into agreeing to partition. No, that is oversimplification of history. Which is very true, oversimplification of history. That is absolutely, absolutely true. Uh, decisions like these, they are not, uh, you know, influenced by someone until unless that person is not a mind controller, uh, if that's what I have to say. But I think uh, learning about a little bit of uh, power couples, of course, there are like a lot of power couples in history uh, that have uh, come and gone. A lot of uh, families. Uh, you can talk about Trump and Melina. You can talk about Justin Trudeau and his family. Uh, you can talk about a lot of other families, a lot of about legacies, a lot of about uh, couples who have uh, joined politics together and reigned over uh, masses for a long, long time. But I think these four uh, really would sum up a very cute little value Valentine's Day special, if I have to say. Uh, thank you so much, Fabian, uh, for joining us on today's episode. Uh, 
we'll definitely see you in the next one we'll have a new topic we'll discuss all about that uh, and we will see you till then stay in love stay foolish and stay hungry thank you so much fabian uh, we'll see you soon happy valentine's day happy, happy valentine's Valentine day my friend happy valentine's day bye 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 this was a radio on production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast